to this live podcast on Twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researcher keep on researching on various topics and domains to keep our lifestyle better of course and yes this podcast this article posted on our website named postscientist.com if you are willing to check it out please check it out otherwise listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys as it's acts like an archive on the daily basis providing other information from the research industry so without wasting any further time let's get started with the first topic of the day using vibration to control a swarm of tiny robots okay let's see Vibrating tiny robots could revolutionize research. Individual robots can work collectively as firm to create a major advance in everything from construction to surveillance, but micro-robots small scale is ideal for drug delivery, disease, diagnosis, and even surgeries. Despite their potential, micro-robot size often means that they have limited sensing, communication, mobility, and computation abilities, but new research from the Georgia Institute of Technology enhanced their ability to collaborate efficiently. The work offers a new system to control swarm of 303mm micro-bristol robots, micro-robots, ability to aggregate and disperse controllably without onboard sensing. Moving on, okay, sorry. Uh, the breakthrough is unique uh, to Georgia Tech expertise in electric and computer engineering and robotics, and its push for interdisciplinary collaborations. By collaborating with robotics, we were able to close the gap between single robot design and swarm control, said Azade Ansari, an assistant professor in the School of Electrical and Computer Engineering. ECE, so I guess uh, the different elements were there and we just made the connection. Okay, okay, great. The researcher present the work controlling collision induced aggregation in a swarm of micro bristol robots in IEEE transactions on robotics. The challenges of micro robots while larger robots can control movement through sensing the environment and wirelessly sending this data to each other. Micro robots do not have the capacity to carry the same sensor communications or power units. In this study, the researcher instead utilized inter-robot physical interaction to encourage robots to swarm. Micro-robots are too small to interpret and make decisions, but by using the collision between, the, the, between them and how they respond to frequency and the amplitude of global vibration actuation, we could influence how individual robots move and the collective behaviors of hundreds and thousands of these tiny robots, said Xinjiang Hao, an ECE PhD student. Okay. This behavior or motility characteristic determined how microbots move linearly and the randomness in their rotation. By using vibration, the researcher could control this mobility characteristic and perform more motility induced phase separation MIPS. 
The researcher borrowed the concept from thermodynamics when an agitated material can change phases from solid to gas to liquid. The researcher manipulated the level of vibration to influence the microbial to form clusters or dispersers to create good spatial coverage. To better understood these phase separation, they developed computational models and a live tracking system for the 300 robots form using computer vision. This enabled the researcher to analyze micro robots behavior in the motion data that give rise to the swarm characteristics. This project is the first complete pipeline using this MIMS that can be generated to different micro robots forms. We hope people will find that using physical interactions is another way another new way to control the micro robots which initially was very difficult to do okay okay collaborating for innovation the success of the project can be attributed to the interdisciplinary nature of the research while the ec researcher had expertise in building microelectromechanical system mims to fabricate technologies such as computer chips or micro robots the robotic researchers brought modeling experience and ansari first created micro bristol boards in 2019 from 3d printed polymers which seeded uh, the collaboration with irem director and professor seth Hutchinson Hutchinson and Professor Magnus Agustert now at University of California Arvin and their PhD students Sid Maya and Genaro Nota Noto Mista We knew more uh, about how to build micro devices and actuate them and uh, they knew more about the algorithm modelings and closed loop and open loop control ansari said so it was very good interdisciplinary work because each group benefited from the new perspective that the others brought to this okay okay moving on to our next topic Super fast optical laser could replace radio transmitters in critical communications. Hmm, okay, let's see. A team of Western Australian researchers have found a way to avoid the need to use radio transmitters in critical communication using new technology featuring super fast optical lasers. Radio transmitter which are still in use were developed over a century ago the researcher from the International Center for Radio Astronomy Research ICRAR have been working on this project for 2 years with their finding published in scientific reports although optical communication have been in use since the 1980s government and industry have continued to rely on radio transmission technology in setting such as satellite communication due to atmospheric turbulence atmospheric turbulence causes laser beams to drift away from their intended target while there have been advances in the use of optical wireless communication in recent years this 
WA Discovery addresses the turbulence issue by using a very fast steering mirror that can correct for turbulence at a rate of hundreds of thousands per second. This means that superior optical wireless transmission can be used in more settings, reducing the need for re reliance on slower radio transmission. Lead researcher Dr. Shane Walsh explains how his team have found a way to use optical communication to fix upon a rapidly moving target in a turbulent environment with an uninterrupted high-speed signal. This is a culmination of more than two years of research and testing and takes ground-to-space communication from what was effectively a dial-up speed in turbulence to a super-fast broadband speed. I'm proud that our WA team of researchers, Western Australian team of researchers, has been able to contribute a piece of this critical communication puzzle, combining existing research with our team specialist expertise, he said. The team discovery was put through its paces using a drone, which simulated a rapidly moving target. As the next step, the researcher planned to test the technology with a higher altitude aircraft and ultimately a spacecraft in law each orbit. Researchers are now developing a purpose-built optical communication ground station in Western Australia, which, uh, when complete, will allow them to further develop and commercialize their technology. It is expected to be used by industry and governments alike in applications as diverse as communication with spacecraft, meteorology, defense, and disaster management. <sighs> of course, it's going to be used in various applications and various products, so great man. Moving on towards next topic. Hacking the metaverse, hacking the metaverse, cybersecurity researcher help protect people in immersive virtual reality. Okay, okay, let's see. About two million people connected to virtual reality handset every month in 2020. Virtual reality or VR industry revenues are projected to grow from $12 billion to $100 billion in the next five years. The race to develop the most popular VR application capture the most consumer demand. VR software developers and companies are not always implementing measures to protect consumers from getting hacked. Oftentimes, the products are released while still under development. LSU cybersecurity professor Abby Bagley is one of the first people in the world to study the security of immersive virtual reality on X reality system and to provide solution to this fast paced industry to protect people who use these new products. Everyone needs to be aware to be aware that all technology has security risks. Once someone can access your device, they can potentially steal your money by accessing your banking and credit card accounts wreak havoc on our life," said Begley, who is a professor in the LSU Department of Computer Science and the Center of for Computational Technology. His new research is published in Computer and Security. Okay. Bagley and a cybersecurity student, including lead author Martin 
ಕಂಪ್ಯೂಟರ್ಸ್ the researcher discovered they could and were able to take over a user vr headset look at their uh, look at their screen turn on their microphone and install a virus on their computer all without them knowing it when another user entered the virtual room and interacted with the unknowingly affected user they become infected too similar to how virus is spread between people in reality In addition the researchers were able to enter the virtual room using a different and undetected device and act like a virtual invincible peeping tom no one would expect an invincible intruder in their real living room watching their activities and even move this intrusion can destroy people's privacy on a very personal level bagley said children and young people are gravitating towards and using many of these virtual reality application and headsets which makes ensuring safety and security measures even more important vr and xr devices are collecting a lot of personal information such as the structure of the physical room your in as well as your eye hand and body movements This information can be used to cause you and your family physical, emotional and financial harm, he said. By hacking into a VR headset and camera, the researchers were able to disorient users or delete physical boundary to make them walk into walls for fall down staircases in real in reality. Fortunately, the company that developed the VR application Bagley and his student tested in this paper accepted all the recommendations the researcher provided in the responsible disclosure developer and scientists can now use uh, the tools the researcher developed to make secure vr software the vulnerabilities that we discovered could have been prevented as a part of a research we implemented several analytical attacking tools example exploits and vulnerability signatures we hope to publish them as free and open source software to improve the state of the art of vulnerability detection and prevention in vr once reg said in addition virtual reality applications are being used in education healthcare critical infrastructure and military defenses This research is critical to identify the security weakness in popular XR applications. We need a legislator and organization to know the potential harm it can cause and require the companies developing these new technologies to find the right balance between security, privacy and safety. Before the massive adopt- adoption, said Kavya Perlman, founder and information security researcher, of global non-profit standard developing organization xr safety initiative or xr si how to join the metaverse safely <laughs> be diligent and understand 
New technology has both positive and negative consequences. Weed on the side of not always rushing it and use it like you are a scientist. Experiment with things. Be very critical of the technology you are using and try to understand what they are doing with your data. Bagley said. Unfortunately, there are not many platforms in which users can educate themselves about these new technologies, and most of the information people see comes from the companies selling VR products, which naturally do not draw attention to potential privacy and security risks. We react to this by bringing our research to public attention in global media. Our hope is that it will help raise awareness of VR insurance and also its associated dangers, Bagley said. Moving on to this next topic. Neocaustic resonators based on commercial field effect transistors. A key objective of electronic engineering study focusing on radio communication is the development of increasingly smaller, lighter, and small low-power radio components. This could be achieved by integrating all radio components into a single chip, furnished by com- combining acoustic microelectromechanical systems MEMS, with complementary metal oxide semiconductor CMOS. Researchers at Purdue University have recently used this approach to develop an acoustic reso- resonator based on commercially available field effect transistor fades fades which uh, was presented in a paper published by nature electronics fades are a class of transistor that control the flow of electrical current in a semiconductor using an electrical field which are commonly used to amplify signals and are the building blocks for all logic circuits this paper is a Culmination of years of work involving multiple graduate students and collaboration with semiconductor companies including IBM, Global Foundries, and Intel. Dana Winston, one of the researchers who carried out the study, told Tech Explore. It began with the recognition of a need for high Q frequency sources embedded microchips, CMOS, despite the huge barrier to entry for new any new material or processor into CMOS manufacturing. We decided to see how the existing technology could be leveraged to make these vibrating cavities. Caustic resonators are electromechanical components that can amplify or observe sound in specific frequency ranges and can be coupled to electronic circuits. Successfully developing these components using conventional CMOS-based technologies entails tackling and overcoming numerous engineering challenges. To develop their devices, Vision and her colleagues first had to devise an effective strategy to efficiently drive and sense vibration within a microchip. We developed an electromechanical, uh, electromechanical transducer using the front end of line MOS capacitors and transistors that make up the basic building block for logic circuits, Winston said. We then had to figure out what vibration could be launched and what structures would best confine them in a small region, including the transducers. This is a typical for microelectromechanical MEMS device, devices, which are normally freely suspended. 
to reverse compatibility with the commercial process Winston and her team had to ensure that no post processing was performed on their chip to do this they decided to use the many layer combined inesimos stack to engineer slow wave acoustic modes this unique acoustic modes would be unable to propagate down into the substrate where they would be lost or up into the metal layers that is away from the transducers that drive and sense them this was realized through the careful and creative design of phononic phononic metamaterials that were based on existing cmos structures acoustic vibration can be much less noisy than electrical signal typically used to make clocks and frequency shores on chip winston explained the resonator we demonstrated in this paper can serve as low loss building blocks for clocks and analog signal processing and their high frequency provides additional benefit for low noise and faster computation the acoustic resonator developing by winston and her colleagues are driven by capacitors that are inherently part of the cmos stack these capacitors are essentially transistors which source and drain contacts short and together Okay okay great man great when a voltage is supplied to a capacitor the equal but opposite charge generated on the capacitor to opposing side are electrically attracted to each other this result in the sequence mm, squeezing of the film sandwiched between the capacitor two sides If we wingle that voltage then the force on the plates also wingles and we can launch acoustic waves through the time varying stretch kind of a like of like a speaker Winston said but we don't want this vibration to just leak away so we trap them this is done by manipulating the properties of the surrounding material so that it simply won't let the wave propagate to guide acoustic waves in a specific desired region Winston and her colleagues used a series of periodic structures partnered in the CMOS layers. Due to the periodic nature, these structures only let certain frequencies of vibration through while reflecting other that is including the target frequency. We are basically guiding the wave only in the region where we want it using this periodic structure Winston explained the vibrations build up in this trap or resonance cavity as more and more vibrational energy is formed in using the capacitors finally we sense these build up vibrations using standard transistors which are sensitive to stress these transistors convert the mechanical vibrations into an electrical signal which can then be routed for use in nearby circuits The acoustic resonators created by this team of researchers are the first vibrational structures developed to date that are embedded in CMOS technology and require no modification to the chip. While other approaches to integrating resonators with CMOS involve depositing films on the chip or etching away parts of the chip post fabrications, there is the only mechanical resonator that utilizes an unmodified standard cmos process 
taking advantage of high performance transistor and nm scale features size in standard ic gives us better performance at higher frequency than possible with conventional mems process vision said in addition the direct integration with circuit in close proximity means simpler electrical routing translating to better performance at gigahertz frequencies the caustic resonator design introduced by winston and her colleagues could be implemented using any copper based cmos platform and can be optimized for even better performance in the future it could thus open valuable opportunities for the creation of smaller highly performing caustic resonator that are easier to implement on a large scale The possible implication of our work include the development of on-chip clocks for low power, small footprint, low-cost robots and secure microelectronic chips, Winston said. The idea is to replace off-chip frequency source like the quartz crystal used today. The devices created by the team of researchers could also enable the creation of physical, chemical and biological sensors. with an integrated radio communication component finally they could also help to enhance the security of hardware components for instance by creating unique acoustic fingerprints for each dip and allowing devices to access the integrity of packet chips using embedded electro ultrasonic transistor We are most interested in working with CMOS foundries to take advantage of emerging materials in their technology to improve resonator performance. Vision added. Upcoming opportunity for use of ferroelectric material for enhanced electromechanical transduction transduction are particularly exciting and promising. Once we have those in place we can close the loop of on the resonator and demonstrate high frequency low noise clocks in CMOS In their next studies Winston and her colleagues would also like to explore the possibility of broadening acoustic manipulation capability using the metamaterial used in their recent work For instance, they would like to explore their value for enhancing waveguiding, lensing convolution, and filtering tools. Moving on to this next topic, study identify neural connections that regulate prosocial and selfish behavior in mice. Okay, okay. Let's see. Humans and animals can exhibit a wide variety of behaviors when interacting with their peers. This includes both pro-social behaviors, vo- voluntary action aimed at supporting or helping others, and selfish or opportunistic behaviors which prioritize one's own needs or desires. Several post-neuroscience studies have investigated the neural process involved in social connection, particularly in terms of the brain regions and neurotransmitters associated with bonding or intimacy. However, so far very little is known about the brain mechanism underlying selfish or 
drastic actions. Researchers at the entire Italian Institute of Technology (IIT) and University of Milan have recently carried out a study aimed at filling this gap in the literature by examining the activation and firing of neurons in the mice brain as animals engage in pro-social or self selfish behaviors. The paper published in Nature Neuroscience identifies a series of pro-social or selfish behaviors specific reciprocal connection between neurons in the prefrontal cortex and amygdala. Two brains region associated with complex behavioral planning and emotional regulations, respectively. Over the past year, I felt a loss of the common sense of collectiveness, even before the pandemic, that contributed to self-centered concern and a disregard of other Diego Sinchkia, one of the researchers who carried out the study, told Medical Express. Of course, recent uh, physical distancing and quarantine policies further disrupted our daily social interaction and resulted in increased social isolation. The goal of my recent study was to understand the social factor and neurobiological determinants of electrum and self-interest. To examine the neural mechanisms underpinning electrosic and selfish behaviors, Skishia and his colleagues first des- designed a new experimental task that would encourage these different types of behaviors in animals. This social decision-making task offered ma- animals two simple choices, sharing a reward with, a peer- with their peers or not. The researcher then used their task to perform an experiment on several adult mice. The task we used was modeled on the human game theoretical paradigm known as a dictator game in which a dictator decides whether to share a reward with a conspecific skeshkia explained. In this task, we measured the neural activity of the basolateral nucleus of the amygdala that shows substantial differences between pro-social and selfish subjects. Essentially, Shkia and his colleagues found that the mice's decision to share the food reward with other mice depended on several factors. This factor included the mice level of familiarity with their peers, their their sex, previous social uh, contacts, level of hunger, hierarchical status, and their emotional attunement. Subsequently, the researchers used chemogenetics techniques that entail the use of synthetic drugs to manipulate specific brain pathways to silence the activity of some neurons. This allowed them to determine whether silencing specific neurons automatically resulted in more pro-social or selfish selfish behaviors. We observed that silencing the neurons in the 
prefrontal cortex that are connected to the vasolateral amygdala modulated choices guided by self interest skegi acid the result gathered by this team of researchers highlight the role of neurons in the vasolateral amygdala bla is in promoting prosocial decision specifically the suggest that bla neurons projecting on this prelimbic pl part of the prefrontal cortex mediate mediate the development of a preference for electrostatic choices in mice in contrast the preference for selfish behavior appear to be mediated by the projection of the neurons in the pl prefrontal cortex to the bla brain region in the future the finding of this study could pave the way uh, for interesting new discoveries about the impact of interaction between neurons in the amygdala and prefrontal cortex on the nature of animal behaviors the work by shigia and his colleagues also outlines a possible neurobiological model of electrostatic and selfish choices which could help to better understand the issue with social decision making associated with some psychiatric disorders as a result of the pandemic more selfish and antisocial behavior have risen thus threatening to multiply psychiatric diagnosis in the next few years she added unraveling the nature of brain mechanism underlying social decision making could represent a crucial step to suggest novel treatment for social dysfunctions and antisocial behavior that occurred in several psychiatric conditions and neurodegenerative disorders building on the finding of a recent study we are now exploring the role of previous experience and emotional memories on pro social and selfish choices moving on to the next topic having good friendship may make for a healthier gut microbiome okay let's see social connection are essentially for good health and well-being in social animals such as ourselves and other primates there is also increasing evidence that the gut micro biome through the so-called gut brain axis plays a key role in our physical and mental health and that and that bacteria can be transmitted socially for example through touch so how does social co- connectedness translate into composition and diversity of the gut microbiome that is the topic of a new study in frontiers in microbiology on rhesus macaques macaca mulata okay lead author dr katherine johnson a researcher at the department of experimental psychology and the department of psychiatry of the university of oxford said here we show that more sociable monkeys have a similar abundance of beneficial gut bacteria and a lower abundance of potentially disease causing bacteria 
मंकी आइलैंड द साइंटिस्ट फोकस ऑन अ सिंगल सोशल ग्रुप वेयर 22 मेल्स एंड 16 मेल बिटवीन द एजेस ऑफ 6 एंड 20 इयर्स ऑफ रियोसिस मैकाक्यूस ऑन द आइलैंड ऑफ कायो सेंटियागो ऑफ द ईस्टर्न कोस्ट ऑफ प्रियोटो रिको मैकाक्यूस ओरिजिनली ओनली लिव्ड इन नॉर्थ अफ्रीका एंड एशिया बट इन 1938 फाउंडर a founder population of 409 rioses magacios was moved from india to sao santiago today more than 1000 magacios live on the 15.2 hectare island divided into several social groups the range and forage freely although the diet is supplemented daily with monkey show researcher do behavioral observations on the monkey each year between 2012 and 2013 the authors collected a total of 50 uncontaminated stool samples from the social group as a measure of social connect and connectedness the use of the time each monkey spent grooming or being groomed in 2012 and 2013 and his or her number of grooming partners social grooming co-author dr carly watson from the studio of cognitive science at the university of colorado boulder explained macaques are highly social animals and grooming in is their main way of making and maintaining relationship so grooming provides a good indicator of social interactions Johnson Watson and the team analyzed Johnson Watson and the team analyzed DNA sequence data from the stool samples to measure the composition and diversity of the gut microbial community and looked at the relationship with social connectivity they also took into account sex age season and rank within the group hierarchy the focus on microbes that have been repeatedly shown to be either more or less abducted in people or rodents with autism like symptoms commonly accompanied by social disconnection or who are socially uh, deprived socially monkeys have more good microbes engagement social interaction was positively related to the abductance of certain gut microbes with beneficial Im- immunological functions and negatively related to the abductance of potentially pathogenic members of the microbiota said co-author dr philip burnett a professor from the department of psychiatry at the university of oxford for example genera more abducted in the most socially monkey included five kali uh bacterium and pre vortella conversely the genus streptococcus tococcus which in humans can cause disease such as strep throat and pneumonia was most was most abducted in social in less uh, sociable monkeys it is particularly striking 
that we find a strong positive relationship between the abductants of the good microbacterium and how socially the bacterial uh, how sociable sociable uh, the animals are fancy calibacterium is well known for its potent and anti in inflammatory properties and is, and is associated with good health said johnson cause and effect but what is the relationship between social connect connectness and gut microbiome composition distinguishing between cause and effect isn't easy the relationship between social behavior and microbiome abductance may be uh, the direct result of social transmission of microbes for example through grooming it could be also an indirect effect as monkeys with fewer friends may be more stressed which then affects the abductance of these microbes as well as behavior influencing the microbiome we also know it is a reciprocal relationship whereby the microbiome can it uh, can in turn affect the brain and behavior said johnson co-author dr robin dunbar a professor from the department of experimental psychology at the university of oxford said as our society is increasingly substituting online interactions for real life ones these important research findings underline the fact that uh, as primates we evolved not only in social in a social world but a microbiome one as well moving on to this next topic death of a star reveals a mid-sized black hole lurking in a dwarf galaxy okay let's see An intermediate mass black hole lurking undetected in a dwarf galaxy revealed itself to astronomers when it gobbled up uh, an unlucky star that strayed too close. The shredding of the star, known as tidal disruption event or TD, produced a flare of radiation that briefly outshone the combined stellar light of the host dwarf galaxy and could help. Uh, scientists better understand the relationship between black holes and galaxies. The flare was captured by astronomer with the Young Supernova Experiment by SE, a survey uh, designed to detect cosmic explosions and transient astrophysical events. An international team led by scientists at UC Santa Cruz, the Niels Bohr Institute at the University of Copenhagen, Hagen and Washington State University reported the discovery in a paper published November 10 in Nature Astronomy. This discovery has created widespread excitement because we can use tidal disruption events not only to find more intermediate mass block holes in quiet dwarf galaxies but also to measure the masses, said co-author Rand Foley. An assistant professor of astronomy and astrophysics at UC Santa Cruz, who held plan uh, the YSE survey. 
first order childhood angus at uh, at the nails board institute said the team finding provide a baseline for future studies of mid-sized black holes okay okay the fact that we were able to capture this mid-sized black hole village it devoured a star offered us a remarkable opportunity to detect to detect what otherwise would have been hidden from us angus said what is more we can use the properties of the flare itself to better understand the this elusive group of middle weight black holes which could account for the majority of black holes in the center of galaxies supermassive black holes are found at the center of all massive galaxies including our own milky way astronomer conjecture that these massive beads with millions or billions of times the mass of the sun could have grown from smaller intermediate mass black holes with a thousand to hundreds of thousand of solar masses one theory for how such massive black hole were assembled is that the early universe was rampant the small dwarf galaxies with intermediate mass black holes over time these dwarf galaxies would have merged or been gobbled up more by more massive galaxies their cores combining each time to build up the mass in the center of the growing galaxy this merger process would eventually create the supermassive black holes seen today if we can understand the population of intermediate bla- mass black holes out there how many there uh, are and where they are located we can help determine if our theories of supermassive black hole formation are connected said co-author enrico rems rius professor of astronomy and astrophysics at ucsc and nails world professor at the university of copenhagen but do all dwarf galaxies have mid-sized black holes that's difficult to assert because detecting intermediate blacks mass black holes is extremely challenging remedies rue said classic black hole hunting techniques which look for actively feeding black holes are often not sensitive enough to uncover black holes in the center of dwarf galaxies as a result only a minuscule fraction of dwarf galaxies is known to host intermediate black holes black holes finding more Mid-sized black holes with tidal disruption events could help to settle uh, the debate about how supermassive black holes form. One of the biggest open questions in astronomy is currently how supermassive black holes form, said co-author Vivania Blanc-Baldessar, professor of physics and astronomy at Washington State University. Data from the young supernova experiment enabled the team to detect the first sign of light as the black hole began uh, to eat the star capturing this initial moment was pivotal to unlocking how big the black hole was because the duration of these events can be used to measure the mass of the central black hole this method 
uh, which until now had only been shown to work well for supermassive black holes, was first proposed by Ramirez, Ruse, and co-author Brina Mockler at UC Santa Cruz. This flare was incredibly fast, but because our YSC data gave us much more early information about the event, we were really able to pin down the mass of the black hole using it. Angus said, The study was based on data from observatory around the world, in- including the W.M. Kennec Observatory in Hawaii, the Nordic Optical Telescope, UC Lake Observatory, NASA Hubble Space Telescope, the International Gemini Observatory, the Palomar Observatory, and the Pan Stars Survey at Helen Kala Observatory. Moving on to his next topic, an early universe analog built in a lab in Germany. Okay, okay. A team of researchers at University of Handelburg has built an early universe analog in their laboratory using chilled potassium atoms. In their paper published in the journal Nature, the group described their simulator and how it might be used. Silke Winfortner with the University of Nottingham has published a news and views piece in the same journal issue outlining the work done by the team in Germany. Understanding what occurred during the few f- uh, first few moments after the Big Bang is difficult due to the lack of evidence left behind that leaves astrophysicists with nothing but theory to describe what might have happened. To give credence uh, to, the, uh, to their theories, Scientists have built models, but uh, scientists have built have built models that theoretically represent the condition being described. In this new effort, the researcher used a new approach to build a physical model in the laboratory to simulate condition just after the Big Bang. Beginning with the theory that the uh, Big Bang gave rise to an expanding universe, the researchers sought to create what they describe as a quantum field simulator. Since most theories suggest it was likely that the early universe was very cold, near absolute zero, the researcher created an environment that was very cold. Then, they then added potassium atoms to represent the universe they were trying to st- Simulate. The atoms were chilled to uh, just above absolute zero, slowed down using laser, resulting in the formation of a Bose-Einstein condensate, a type of superfluid. The researcher then used light from a spe- uh, specially de- designed projector to push the atom into desired arrangement under the set of superfluid excitons, known as phonons, propagate in two directions. By manipulating the speed of propagation, the researcher were able to mimic theorized wave propagation in the early universe. They suggest the behavior of the superfluid was somewhat similar to the physics that governed space-time and the production of particles in those moments just after the Big Bang. 
One of the first experiments conducted using the simulator involved mimicking the expansion of the early universe. The atom in the superfluid mo moved in a ripple pattern in waves similar to what has been predicted by theory in, in pairs of particles are being created. Okay, moving on towards next topic. Footprints indicate human presence in Spain in middle Palestine 200,000 years earlier than previously thought. Okay, let's see. Researcher at GRS Radio Isotopes Technician George Rivera from the University of Seville has participated in an incredible discovery that is unique in Europe. After employing an optically simulated luminance technique at the center of research for research, technology and innovation laboratories at the University of Sleeve, CETOS, and at Sinek to Homian footprints found at Metal Lascanus in 2020, Rivera helped helped to determine that the footprints are in fact 200,000 years older than previously suspected. Okay, okay. This would mean that pre-Nethertals would have lived in the Donano area under the middle Palestocene around uh, 895,800 years ago to obtain 295,800 years ago to obtain this result the team used optically simulated luminance a method used to find the absolute gas of sentiments that have been fully exposed to sunlight. The researcher led by Professor of Paleontology Eduardo Myrdal at the University of Huvla was published by Scientific Reports on October 19, 2022. Scientific Milestone The discovery in June 2020 of hominin footprints more than 100, uh, 100 years year old next to L. Espiro Metal Laskinus was a revolution for the scientific world so much so that it was considered one of the most important discovery of the year but now the publication of this paper has confirmed what some experts suspected at the time those footprints were 
much older and in fact 200,000 years older than previously thought. While it was previously placed in Upper Pelistocene, the evidence now points clearly to the Middle Pelistocene and it to its being uh, 295,800 years old, making it a unique record in Europe since uh, there is no better site in the world of hominin fossil footprints in terms of number, age and area than that of the El Esprilo beach. Okay. After collecting samples from the various uh, levels and another two later to compare the first result, the age of the fossil remains was established and four points uh, to the middle Pleistocene, a crucial movement between different climate uh, climatic stages between a warm period, miss 9, 36,000 uh, 36,000 years old to 300,000 years ago in transition to Miss 8 300,000 to 2,40,000 years ago in which a major Galactian took place okay the age is thus specified at 295 295-800 years with a margin of error of 17,800 years according to the data collected from the four sample of sedimentary levels in the cliffs of El Espirillo where the site was found initially 87 footprints which now has a record of more than 300 footprints of which 10% are considered well preserved with the ex exception of those from metal lascanus. It is noted that no other hominin footprints are known between the climatic stages Miss 9 and Miss 8 of the middle Pleistocene. That is why it is uncertain whether the footprints came from nether turtles. But did the footprints uh, came from nether turtles? At first, the footprints were thought to be from nether turtles, but uh, that is now in doubt. The main hypothesis among the scientists is that the footprints came from individuals of the nether turtle lineage with which Homo hedlbergensis and Homo nethertalensis have been associated. The hypothesis that the prints belong to pre nethertal homians is feasible. Precisely for this reason, the metal lascanus footprints are now more valuable due to their contribution to the fossil records of homians in the middle Pleistocene, which is very poor in Europe because of the scarcity of deposits with footprints. Until now, according to the scientific reports paper, footprints th this period have been have only been found at Terra Amato and Rocco Monfina, Italy, and were uh, dated to between 380,000 years old and 345,000 years 
ago with records of homo handel burgenesis they are the only ones older than the those at hivlia in this era after these findings at the benshashki vaj france and the therapeuta greece sides from 20, 236000 to 130000 years ago are attributed to home thalinesis in this context the length range of all footprints found at metal lascanus from 14 to 29 cm is similar to uh, to that found at european sites such as theropetra 1450 in centimeters rocco monfina 24 to 27 centimeter and terra amanta 24 centimeter in my case the experts highlight the singularity of the metal lascanus discovery whose new dating challenges the exciting paradigms and has required deep analysis before any conclusion could be accepted the new technology uh, now establishes a chance in the scenario that they prevailed on the coast of the gulf of cadiz with human set- uh, settlements in a uh, in a more temperature and humid climate than in the rest of europe with higher water tables and abundant vegetation in the same period the sea level would have been about 60 me- meters below its current level this implies that the coast would be more than 20 km from where it is today which is how there would have been a great coastal plain with large flood prone areas in which the footprints discovered in mid 2020 would have been made the site's new dating also affects the vertebrate animals found since the homian traces there also included a footprints of large mammals such as straight tusked elephants gigantic bulls rocks and boars it was the fauna that inhabited donanon 300 years ago and not 100 years ago as other investigators stated moving on to our next topic it's going it's going to be a, a, the last topic of this podcast so let's read it team uses ai and satellite images to release first ever global estimates for road transportation greenhouse emissions the environmental protection agency estimates that the transportation transportation sector accounts for approximately 27% of all greenhouse gas emissions annually in the united states and the emission from road from road transportation driven by carbon cre- creating internal combustion vehicles account for a large majority of that for years researchers have tried to measure this emission more closely but exciting inventories are often outdated incomplete and limited 
Now scientists at the Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory (APL) in Laurel, Maryland, have leveraged artificial intelligence and machine learning (ML) to produce accurate estimates for road transportation emission of the top of the top 500 emitting sites worldwide. In particular, we were able to estimate the average annual daily traffic on individual road segments in urban areas and combined this with localized estimates of vehicle emissions factor to produce our total emission estimate, explained Marisa Hugues, the assistant program manager for environmental resilience in APL research and exploratory development mission area. The ability to calculate Emissions uh, per road segment provides an unprecedented level of detail and global coverage, said Hughes, who helps manage the laboratory climate change efforts. The combination of ML, ML predicted road activity along with region-specific emission factors, data centers, automated accurate global timely and actionable road transportation greenhouse gas emission estimates. Actionable in the keyword Hughes said, you can't change what you can't measure. And that's a big challenge when it comes to tackling climate change. We need to know where the greenhouse gas emissions are coming from. But that means accounting for a vast number of minuscule contributions across time and geography. Making the invincible visible. There are an estimate 1.4 billion motor vehicles in the world. An APL team of experts in the remote sensing and computer vision thought they could measure the greenhouse gases from those vehicles by pulling signature of emission from visual satellite data, essentially making the invincible visible. They set out. Uh, they set about looking at existing emission data, correlating it with those images testing teasing out anything they could with neural networks then the team realized there was another way to address the challenge Hugh said apl had experience in mapping patterns of life for the intelligence community on a project called functional map of the world where experts mapped out land use and structure and used satellite data from different times of the of day to understand and differentiate between similar looking structures like office buildings versus apartment complexes. We thought, uh, what if we took uh, the same pattern of life analysis and instead of focusing on buildings, we looked at networks of road that were connecting them, recalled Derek Rowland, a senior ML researcher at APL, we built a deep neural network that would take inputs that are available globally, satellite imagery, road network data, and population. Because some areas had fine-grained emission and vehicle count data, we were able to train our machine learning models with the ground truth data on vehicle activity there, and then applied the model prediction forged at the country level and most recently for the top 500 cities globally, he continued. This work contributes a major piece to a larger effort to monitor greenhouse gas emission on a global scale conducted by climate trace tracking real-time 
atmospheric carbon emissions and international co- collision created to make meaningful climate action faster and easier by independently tracking greenhouse gas emission with unprecedented detail and speed this work represent how apl uh, it's bringing its unique expertise to make sustainable contribution to the global challenges of climate challenge it's a great example of how our unique skills and capability across machine learning satellite imaging and systems modeling can be applied to understand and one day solve complex problems said bobby armigod who along the huge co-leads the lab wide focus on climate change uh, research on to, uh, november 9th uh, climate trace uh, released the most detailed inventory of greenhouse gas emission ever complied providing asset level emission data for 81087 individuals scored worldwide and apl transportation data was a part of that release in addition to realizing facility level information climate trace update updated its independent inventory of emission from every country to include data from 2021 providing a full view of annual greenhouse gas emission since 2015 the year of the paris agreement and international treaty on climate change bringing radical transparency to global emission members of the climate trace coalition have uh, rallied around a goal uh, they all radical transparency it's about knowing uh, where all the greenhouse gases are where the emission are coming from and at the same time being very open about how we are calculating those emissions hughes said that's really big challenge but if uh, if you have got the radical transparency then uh, you can dive in and uh, start to do some analysis and some comparison to figure out what's working and what's not in terms of mitigating emissions one of the coalition's uh, goal for the coming year is to understand how to bring differently sourced overlapping data sets and emission inventories together to create a new best estimate of what's really going on uh, that stream of radical transparency and knowing where all of the emission are coming from in real time with every new satellite image is still a ways ahead of us he just said but now it feels within reach okay okay so i mean of course at last i just want to say you guys keep researching stay curious stay healthy